Welcome to A Court of Transformation and Awakening. I'm Lori Gray. And I'm Amanda Grace Harrison. And in this episode, we are discussing A Court of Thorns and Roses, Chapter 38. 38. Okay, so the lentils in the ashes chapter, right? <laughs> this is, yeah, so this one is, so again, like, it's crazy, you know, when you read books, the way that time passes, where like we, we read through this in a couple of days, but there's a month between each yeah. trial and there's a lot of time that passes. Now she spent a big chunk of time here just like basically dying and now she's not right. dying. Um, but so here, um, Amarantha is giving her a series of impossible tasks um, that are really super not fun Simple cleaning tasks this is this feels very familiar for for uh i don't know just life like just the, like la the laundry you do the laundry like it can't already be full again i just did a the sink can't be full of dishes again i just washed them for 45 minutes this is her life she's like i can't i just it's getting dirtier the more i scrub it damn it <laughs> this feels for i can relate Sarah. oh my word i hadn't even thought about that parallel I'm like, yeah, what are what are the because like there are a handful of tasks that just feel like, yeah, because they are never ending. Like you never complete them. And there are times when I have put stuff in the laundry and I pull it out of the machine and it's literally dirtier than it went in. Like because I use laundromats because I don't have my own laundry machine. So there's times when you're like, oh, this is worse. <laughs> yes, we had we had season or we had a season when we were in a we were in an apartment. So they had like group um like group laundry machines. And I had just Chris had gotten me a new uh, a new uh, hoodie for Christmas. It was super cute. It's from this like company that I like. First time we put it in the washer, it came out and the whole right arm was bleached because whoever no. had used the machines before us had put bleach in it. And yes. at that point, I'm like, I'm not buying decent clothes oh, until we have our own washer dryer. We have our own. That's a good, good decision. Yeah. Or just nothing but thrift stores. Right. But even then, you could summon a you thrift store that you stuff. really love. And then you're like, man, even though I only paid $3.99 for that, I'm never going to be able to replace it. Right? It's not oh. about, it's like, it's not even about the, it's not even it's about, about the cost. It's about like, I love this thing. Um, and what happens? What happens when it gets a hold in it? Oh my gosh. But yeah, impossible tasks. Impossible well, I mean, tasks. which is a good thing, by the way. Okay, so on a quality note with that, I think that there are a lot of, a lot of people who are actually always stressed about their to-do list because somehow they had this idea of like, I should complete it. Yeah, And I, th I think it was a really, I don't know when I had that shift or who said it or where it came from, but the idea that to-do lists are never completed, but yet I had this weird pressure of like, because there were still things on my to-do list, I was somehow behind mm -hmm. and I had to like complete my to-do list until the day I actually realized it's, that's not ever how it works. Like you literally cannot ever fully complete a to-do list because of things like laundry and dishes stuff like there's always a new thing on it and it actually really helped me like chill out about it like the, the idea that to-do lists aren't actually meant to be fully completed ever like it's just an ongoing reminder system and there are always supposed to be things on there i was True. like oh okay it helped me chill out it's a little better. bit it helped me chill out a little bit yeah. <laughs> those little shifts um Oh my gosh. Yeah, but so here, so this first task, she's supposed to scrub this dirty hallway and then they're like, and if it's not shining, we're to tie you to the spit and give you a few good turns over the fire. Well, that's Thanks, great. Samantha. Good one. Great. Um, except for the water is dirty. There's no way to make it's it work. Worse. It was it was genuinely an impossible task. So I, I like this. So first... A trail of brown muck grew with each sweep. 
Breathing quickly, I hurled the brush to the ground and covered my face with my wet hands. Then she lowers it because she realizes she's put the tattoo eye up against her cheek. But then three paragraphs later, she's still having the same issues. But now she's thinking about Claire while she's she's and she's thinking about she's probably going to wail and beg for mercy when they're rotating around the spit. She's going in all these horrible <laughs> places and her hand trembles and she sets down the I like this. Like There's like this progression of like I'm throwing it and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to set it down. This is good. And then right then the door clicks open. I feel like she I feel like she earned that by just calming herself down a little bit. And then in comes Lucien's mommy. Oh. And this was one of those places where you just can't always know how your actions are going to. It's kind of like the butterfly effect. Like, it's not like she, she didn't save Lucien because she was wanting anything in return. Like, it just felt the right, like the right thing to do. But instead, so we get to meet the Lady of the Autumn Court, and, you know, she says, for, for giving your name in place of my son's life, and, you know, my debt is paid. Um, so thank goodness. So she gets to, she completes this task um, with a little bit of help. But by the way, this this is like the first moment that I have a little bit of hope for the Autumn Court, because so far we've heard about Lucian's dad and his brothers, right. and they all seem They're awful. They're all for crap. But so we're like, mom... She seems okay. like a decent gal. Okay, so she's she's and she be okay. smells like roasting chestnuts and crackling fires. I like her already. <laughs> Can I just smell you? Yeah, really good natural <laughs> perfume. I love all the smells, by the way. Like when when she's smelling, I forget. Tamlin smells like grass or something, and he's got all these spring smells. I love I love the smells. That's that's such I a wish common. The books were like aroma, like you open the page Tamlin and you could smell it. Somebody just mowed the grass. Which, which though, is a conversation. For those of you who don't know, there are a lot of people out there who have made candles that are meant to yes. smell that are meant to smell like characters and places within these that stories. Is, that's so if you... actually how we're here right now. If they hadn't done that, that was my third sign from the universe that I was supposed to read. These is I was looking for my smells like Adam Driver candle that I was going <laughs> to buy myself for my birthday, and instead what came up was smells like Cassian, and I was like, who the heck is Cassian? And I look at it and it says. Whatever the general of the night court or whatever, I'm like, and it said in a court of thorns. I'm like, wait, that's the book that Laurie told me to read, and then Jill told me to read, and all right, that's three signs from the universe. I'm reading these books. Yeah, there's it's candles for every. Character. There's candles for yeah, for and all every the court. There's there's there's, there's everything. So many. It's super fun. So if you're a smell person, and it's funny, I feel like I don't actually have a very strong sense of smell. Now, part of it, and again, all the all the different you know romanticy books that I read because so many of them are not human, they have elevated senses, you know, an elevated sense of smell. And, you know, so everybody having a unique scent and things like that, that's more like animalistic than what humans actually do. But I don't know, like, I don't have a very strong sense of smell. So it's hard for me to relate to that. But I like the idea of it. And they describe it. And I'm like, I can't even really imagine what that smells like. But Okay, it's fine. I like the idea. <laughs> I like the idea of it. Definitely like, I definitely like the smoked chestnuts and crackling fires. Oh, that's a really good one. It's such a good one. Okay. And you'll meet Cassian in book two, by the way. He's he's quite fun. <laughs> quite fun. He's quite fun. <laughs> uh, okay. So enter our... So she gets that done. Um, but then the next day, she gets a new task where they shove her in a room and tell her to get spilled lentils out of the ash of the fireplace, um, which she recognizes is ridiculous, like a thing that doesn't even need to be done. Um, but this time, if she doesn't do it, they're going to, not him, 
clean it up before the occupant returns or he'll peel your skin off in strips or peel nice. off your skin in strips. Um, he sounds like fun. He sounds like a good whoever, whoever this occupant is. Um, and I love, I think it was interesting watching her, her work through this because her first thing is like, this is absolutely impossible. Um, this is not going to work at all. And then she starts, no, it's just like, wait, I have keen eyes. I have keen eyes. I can I'm, spot rabbits hiding in the mm -hmm. underbrush and track most things. Spotting lentils can't be that hard. Yep. Of course, there are lentils in ashes, so I think her, her hope there may have been a little uh -huh. yeah, overly optimistic, but I right. love that she does that, that she's like, all right, turn around. She's like, I can do this. Exactly. Yep. She was like, here's a, and for somebody who always thinks harshly of herself all the time, the fact that she was like, okay, yeah, I have this skill set. Maybe it will serve me. <laughs> I can do this. And like the fact that she tells herself, I have a skill, I can do this is probably why she's able to take some action and not be like completely paralyzed. Um, but then I have to crack up because the very next line was... I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> Two hours later. Yeah, she's just... This was... I honestly don't understand why she doesn't just sweep all of the ashes out of the fireplace. Did anyone else have that thought? I'm like, well, if you got to get... Why, why do you have to leave some ashes in there that don't have lentils? Why do you only have to pull out the lentils? Why can't you just sweep the whole... I didn't understand that part. But I always suspend disbelief for the sake of entertainment. So it's a book. I was like, all right, there's some reason why... She needs to. Yeah, because I mean, all they said was all they said was clean it up. Yeah, and then she goes to sorting them. I guess they they didn't actually say sort them. They just said clean it up. This might be a an example of where we make things way harder on ourselves than they need to be. Maybe they were just thinking she'll make something hard of this, but really, maybe it wasn't that hard. <laughs> maybe it didn't have to be two hours of sorting. And That's hilarious. That is hilarious. I did not even point that out. I'm going back. I'm like, no, no, no. Didn't they say she had to sort it? They don't. Servants spilled lentils in the ash. One of the guards grunted, tossing me a wooden bucket. Clean it up before the occupant returns. Yeah. They didn't actually say. Then she goes to like sorting them out. But yeah, could she have just scooped every single bit of all the ashes up and put we'll it in never the bucket? Know. <laughs> we can't even, even if we invented time machine, we can't time travel because this wasn't a real thing that ever happened. Damn it. Oh, my word. Okay, that's super interesting. So she may have been, which I mean, again, we have we have alluded to this before, where when your life is threatened, it's not conducive to clear thinking. Yeah. I mean, before this person arrives, is that in two minutes or two hours or two days? And if I don't, he's going to peel the skin yeah, from my body. Like panicking again. Yeah, yeah. And again, <laughs> it is... And those of us who live in that state, again, it's, it is really hard to think clearly. Um, okay, so... And I love that she's, she keeps grabbing, she keeps, like, stopping the work to grab the iron poker because she hears just in somebody case. coming. Yeah. Just That's getting ready. Fair. It is very favorite. And she's like, yep, yeah, well, they never said anything about not fighting back, so here we go. Um, at least she's going to go, she's like, at least I'd go down swinging. You got to love that. Um, all right, but the lock clicks and... Guess who enters? Dun, dun, dun. I love here. As wonderful as it is to see you, Feyre Darling, which we repeat all the time. It's hard for us not to say Feyre without saying Feyre Darling. Feyre Darling. Right. Do I want to know why you're digging through my fireplace? <laughs> as he sprawls himself out on the bed. Uh, I now, the more I read these books, and especially these scenes, I, I'm terrified too, but at the same time, I would love to meet somebody who's this terrifying and this beautiful but also like has a great sense of humor and this interesting personality it's like he's such an interesting mix and that's just terrifying 
and also it's so casual which also makes it terrifying but it is super interesting <laughs> yeah like his thing right here of like okay do i even want to know and he's like well they said i had to do it or you're gonna rip my skin off he's like did they now did they now and she's assuming this is um his idea but she's like or like part of the bargain um but he's saying no so yes no one knows about their little bargain yet he's keeping that to himself until the perfect moment yeah and no, he knows that shame that she's feeling ashamed of it so he's shame yeah. writing you a bit hard right oh yeah so he's quite insightful here but then this is an interesting thing too so like you said this this character is um we're already getting there's little breadcrumbs that there is more going on here and we know we already have this idea that like he likes to play games we're not sure what the game is that he's playing within the court um but he's saying apparently they think i'm going to find some sport with you almost like here's my reward because maybe i'll have some fun she's like or it's a test um because he bet on her during this first task mm -hmm. and amarantha was not pleased about it um and he's like she's like well, what could she have to test me about it's like well you lied to her you lied about claire you knew very well what i look like and so she she gets this that like all this thing about like all humans look alike she knows for sure every bit of that was a lie she doesn't know why but she's kind of fishing here for answers um yeah, so he gives an answer, a very vague one. Yeah. Amarantha plays her games, and I play mine. Gets rather boring down here day after day. And he, he plays it off as, like, boredom. Yeah. Maybe yes, maybe no. But um, I do know that he's admitting that he's playing games. So mm -hmm. it's just going to keep us guessing. So no idea. Yeah, and he just says, I had my reasons. <laughs> but I love, but this this other phrase, like, do not think, Feyre, that it did not cost me. We don't know exactly what that means, but... Um, we know that there's more more going on here. Um, yeah, we, we just learn a lot in this conversation about why he has so much more power, um, a little bit more about the High Lords, and we get to see him shift. We learn that that's a thing that all High Lords can do. Um, his is quite different. Mm. He's not a fuzzy horned beast. He's got bat wings and bat claws. Wings. Claws. Mm -hmm. Talents. Like a bat's wing. I, I love this. She sees him. I had made a very, very big mistake in offering my life to him. There's like it was a little bit like a, a demon, like like a right? form of a demon that I was raised right. to believe in, and now she now realizes that she's made it. She's made a deal with the devil, basically. Yeah, everything on the surface here. Yeah, she's like, it, the the one thing he reminds her of is you know the adder's wings. Like this is yeah bat wings, talons, claws. I mean as much as. Um, Tamlin's form was scary because it was big. You know, she was able to make a joke about like brushing his fur. Yeah. Where this is, this is bat wings. This is different. Um, yeah. This is the stuff of nightmares, and she reacts to it differently. And <sighs> I love this. I love this. Uh, only around him did I have trouble keeping my mouth shut. Uh -huh. It seemed uh -huh. <laughs> the most terrifying person, and the one who, for some reason, gets under her skin to the point where she just can't not be a smart ass and belligerent right. around it all we, the time because that was the thing that stood out to me like when she was back in the spring court that sometimes they would ask her questions and she would just give one word answers and say nothing and i admired that because i'm like if i'm uncomfortable i verbally you know verbally vomit all over the place um so i actually felt better here i'm like okay so she has situations yeah. too where she <laughs> why can can't I, keep her mouth shut can i not just stop talking um okay so here though so he you know, he's, she also asks about the riddle. Um, he lets her know that he can't tell her. 
Um, and then he snaps his fingers and Ash is gone, clean, and he says it's a gift, you know, for even having the balls to ask. Um, and he cleans up the, the lentils. He does all the things. Everything was spotless. The bucket's filled with the lentils. And just in time, because then the guards come back and he's like, she accomplished her task. Take her back. And goes so far as to, I don't know, I guess he's like putting a, he's like kind of mind melding them. He's messing, like yeah. He's spelling them so that they will, mm-hmm. now her life will change pretty dramatically because she's been doing household chores all day, every day. and Terrifying uh, ones. Yeah. And now they're, they're under a pretty good, if, yeah, he's like, he's if like, you touch her, you're to take your own daggers and gut yourselves, understood? Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yep. She's no got more... this new form of protection. Yeah. So like, as they, you know, they went to grab her yeah and this this is again one of those interesting things of like what's what's in it for him but no more chores no more tasks don't touch her stay out of her cell like really yeah so she's like glamour mind control whatever it was she was like it worked so they they beckoned but they didn't touch her so you're welcome good thing because i mean how many favors can you call you she got lucky that it was his room she got lucky with you know the with um lucian's mom but um if you keep being given impossible tasks there's going to be a limit to this so he he puts an end to this this is another place where how much he saved her from in this moment we're not quite sure we don't know why he did it we know it's probably a lot more than well we know for sure this is not out of the kindness of his heart but regardless this person who is terrifying and scary once again has has saved her um Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Interesting things happening. What would we say? The plot thickens. The plot thickens. thickens. And there you have it, guys. Chapter chapter 38. 38. (sighs) Thanks for joining us today, guys. And if you haven't already, please head over to our community at acotaa.circle.so where you can join in on the fun and hopefully... One day you'll feel up to the vulnerable task of jumping into one of our shared transformational adventures. We'll see you there. Bye, guys. Bye.